Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 34 is our text today. Jeremiah 34. And we read verses 8. And while you're turning there, you know, uh, I was at the Beanley Market Square with uh, Brother Dave, uh, David yesterday, and uh, we were talking to this guy, right? And uh, he had problems with his lungs. He couldn't breathe. He was sitting down at the front um, by himself in the sun. And uh, Brother David, like, you know, went up to him, asked if he's okay. And uh, he, he, he was honest. He said, look, I can't breathe. I'm, you know, having problems breathing. And uh, Brother David's like, Pastor, can, you know, let's go and pray for him. And so we go and pray for the guy. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't want prayer. He, he refused prayer and he didn't want to get healed. And I was kind of like, wait, wait a minute, you don't want to be made well, don't you? You know, we can pray for you, you know, God can heal you, you know, he can do that for you. Don't you want to be made well? He's like, yeah, I do. But if, if, I, get, if I get healed, uh, I won't get paid out. This guy, you know, who, yeah, it's like, you know, this guy who, uh, you know, caused the incident to his lungs, asbestos is what he said. Uh, he, he can't get paid out. I'm thinking, my goodness, people, you know, this guy did not want to be made whole. He didn't want healing. To have a better life because of the fact that he held on to unforgiveness. And that's what I want to preach on today. You know, in our text this morning, I want to preach a message entitled, Let Them Go, out of Jeremiah 34, verse 8. Listen to this. It says this, This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. After King Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people who were at Jerusalem to proclaim liberty to them, that every man should set free his male and female slave a hebrew man or woman that no one should keep a jewish brother in bondage now when all the princes and all the people who had entered into the covenant heard that everyone should set free his male and female slaves that no one should keep them in bondage anymore they obeyed them and let them go and i want you to get this verse 11 but afterward they changed their minds Afterward, they changed their minds and made the male and female slaves return, whom they had set free, brought them into subjection as male and female slaves. God, I pray this morning, Lord, for those who have held right now, those, the people in their own prison, unwilling to forgive, Lord, I pray you convict them today that they will set them free and let them go. And I'm asking by the power of the Holy Spirit, you take every word today and you minister into our hearts, in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said, amen and amen. I want to consider, first of all, the difficulty of forgiveness. How many know it's quite difficult when it comes to forgiving someone? I mean, we, we hear it all the time. Jesus says, forgive. Jesus cried on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We know the Bible. We know, you know, oh yeah, it's right to forgive. But when it comes to forgiving, it's so difficult. Can you say amen? It's so hard to find it within ourselves to come to terms. Why should I forgive this brother? Why should I forgive this sister when they've offended me? The difficulty of forgiveness. And in our text, Jerusalem is surrounded by the Babylonians. Jeremiah told them, this is verse 34, told them, warned them, listen, the city is about to fall. They go to the prophet Jeremiah, whom they rejected. They get God involved in their lives and the Bible tells us. God speaks through the prophet Jeremiah saying, listen, I'll spare Jerusalem. I'll help you if you release your slaves. If you simply let them go, I will help you. I'll spare you. 
All you need to do is let the slaves go free. And the Bible tells us, they said, okay, we'll do it. Story goes, immediately they go release their slaves and then something happens. Verse 11, this is where I want you to get this. But afterward, they changed their minds. They changed their minds. And I want to listen right there and I want to focus our attention right here in this small passage of scripture because it gives us great insight to human personality. That most people struggle to forgive. Yes, Lord, I forgive them. Yes, so, okay, yep, you can go free. Oh, what you've done in my life. Yes, I'll let. But then all of a sudden we go, you know what? No, no, no. Bring them back into our own prison in our hearts. Bring them back and hold them bondage in our own lives. And in our text, the people are hopeless. They're in this situation where the army is about to attack. And all they need to do is obey God's word. Through the prophet, through God who was speaking, saying, you know what, I'll spare you. Simply if you could just come to terms, just let your slaves go. I'll do a miracle in your life. And you know what, today God wants to do a miracle in your life. God wants to set you free. God wants to deliver you. He wants to heal you. But are you willing to let go? Are you willing to forgive them? You know, just like this man, we're talking to him. You know, we're sharing the gospel with him. Saying, listen, God can heal you of your disease. Listen, God can give you a new life. He wants to forgive you if you forgive the brother. But no, he didn't want to forgive. He'd rather be in his state. He'd rather be in his physical state where he's sick. And you know what? That's so sad, isn't it? That you know what? God would want to heal someone and yet they choose not to forgive. It's so difficult. So difficult. Now in Bible times... Those slaves were slaves because they owed a debt to people. In Bible times, you know what? If, if they couldn't pay you back, you had the right to enslave them. You know what? They violated your trust. They, they you know what? Uh, uh, they owe you something. And so you can now begin to have them as your slave and they could begin to pay you back. Now I said that because every one of us here this morning has had someone hurt us. Every single one of us has had someone violate our trust. Someone's broken your heart. Someone's offended you. Jesus says offenses will come. Jesus said you must forgive your brother. And here we are, we're torn. Yes, we know what the right thing to do. Yes, we know we must do, but we can't find it within our own hearts to forgive. And we've kept them as slaves We've got, got them right in the midst of our hearts, in the dungeons of our lives, not willing to let them go. God is saying, forgive them, let them go. God is saying, you know what, I'll do something new in your life. I'll, I'll make something happen for you only if you could just let them go. And how many know, you know what, God can do it. We choose to forgive. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God speaks to me. Oh, yes, I'll forgive, brother. So I'll forgive the sister. And then all of a sudden, you see the sister, you know, walking down the street and say, Oh, yeah, I remember what you did to me. All of a sudden, take them back. All of a sudden, yeah, we see them walking down and oh, we, we avoid them. You haven't really forgiven, you know. You haven't really, uh, said, you know, you brought it into your heart of hearts to forgive them. And so we bring them back into our own prisons. Amen. People have a hard time forgiving. Can you say amen? We see this in marriages so many times where someone's violated trust 
and all of a sudden God deals with this person to forgive and they do, but then all of a sudden they change their mind. Wait a minute, you did this to me. You know what? Why don't you do this now? You got to do this. Hey, you owe me now. And so trust has been broken and it's so difficult. We have a hard time forgiving. And Peter says this in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Peter comes to Jesus and says, Lord, how often shall I forgive my brother who sins against me and I forgive him how many times? Seven times? I mean, Peter asked the question we're all wanting to ask. How many times, Lord, should I be forgiving this person? How many times, Lord, do I have to? How many times, God? Jesus says 70 times 7. Saying there's no limit when it comes to forgiveness. Luke chapter 11, verse 4. Jesus prays. He's teaching his disciples to pray. And listen to this. He says this. And forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. For those who sinned against us. Can I ask you a question this morning? Have you really forgiven them? I mean, have you really? I mean, we sing the songs, break every chain, break every chain. Yes, Lord, break every chain. God's like breaking next minute, you're putting the chains back on again. Come on, this is real now, hey? Oh, yeah, break it, Lord God, break it. I set them free, I'll let them go. And next minute, oh, yep, come back in my life. I'm not letting you go for what you did. Can I encourage you? Can I challenge you, brothers, sisters, aunties, uncles? Let's forgive. It's time to move on. God has got a whole new chapter. The chapter is waiting. The page is waiting to be turned for something new in your life. But yet you're stuck in the verses of your past previously of what happened. God wants to heal you. I don't know what you've gone through. I don't know what you've faced in your past. But only God does and only He can begin to heal you your bitterness healed this unforgiveness in your life i want to talk about secondly why is it so hard nelson mandela he said this resentment is like drinking poison and then hoping it will kill your enemies you get that today resentment is like drinking poison and then hoping it will kill your enemies in our text God speaks through the prophet Jeremiah, I'll spare you. I'll give you a new future. Listen, if only you let the slaves go. But the people couldn't come to terms. Why was it so hard? Well, the Bible gives us a clue. In the olden times, when you think about it, slaves equals money. This is how the economy worked in the Bible times. This is the context of money. You know what? Unwilling to let them go because they owe you something. You know what? No, they're going to pay you back now. And so now you having slaves somehow enriches you. It makes you richer. This is talking about in the Bible times. And how this is amazing how the Bible gives us this clue because this is how our minds operate. You know what? People owe me now. You owe me money now. You owe me this. You owe me that. You got to do this for me now. And it's making your life Richer. How weird is that? And completely messed up is our hum- humanic minds. I'm telling you, this is how we think. This is how we operate. We hear it all the time. Well, I'm just going to let them go. You, you think it's that easy? I'm just going to, you know what, somehow think they're, you know what, I'll let them go. And you think in your own mind that you're better off being bitter. Just like this guy. Hey, man, listen, we're graciously letting him know. Listen, we, we pray for you. God can heal you. But yet he's unwilling to forgive a brother. 
because he owes him. Unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, if not dealt with. Listen to that. If it's not dealt with, it will kill you. It will kill you. If you're still holding on and you won't let go, your anger will begin to set in and bitterness. Listen, it becomes poisonous. It will end up killing your dreams. It will end up killing your marriage. It will end up killing your friendships, your marriage, your children. It will end up killing your life. You know, Chinese chef, he was making soup. I read this in an article. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. So he was making soup, right? And the, the special ingredient in this soup is this cobra snake. And so he cuts off the head of this cobra. He's preparing, he's dicing up the body. And he ends up leaving the head of the cobra sitting there on the, uh, on the bench top. 20 minutes go by. He's cutting this, uh, you know what, snake up the body. And then all of a sudden, witnesses heard screams come from the kitchen. They ran in and they see the head of the cobra latched onto the chef. The guy's screaming for his life. They, they try to get him to the hospital. They move him down and it was too late. Unfortunately, because of the poison that began to uh, seep through, began to uh, kill this man. I read that and I was thinking, you know what? That is exactly what bitterness and unforgiveness will do to someone's life. You've gotten angry at someone who's violated you, you've got, you've got offended by them, you haven't dealt with it, you've left it on the bench, and then all of a sudden, just like the snake, you've given place to the devil, and the devil takes that and goes, Ksh! anger begins to seep into your soul. Now it's affecting the way you see life. It's affecting the way you view relationships. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, uh, you know what, trust anymore. I ain't gonna love anymore. I ain't gonna do anything anymore. The devil's infected its poison in our lives. We can't love anymore. We come to church, praise the Lord, hallelujah, yes, yes. Oh man, we can't even lift our hands anymore. Condemnation. Not willing to let go. The snake has got its bite on you. And that's why in Ephesians 4, chapter 26, listen to this. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Verse 27 is what I want you to encapsulate. Nor give place to the devil. Listen, so many times when we get offended, this is the moment where the devil comes in and he begins to sneaking like the snake. We've given place to the devil. And it's all of a sudden we're on fire for God. All of a sudden, yes, Jesus, thank you for forgiving us. Thank you, Jesus, for doing a miracle in our lives. And it's like, you know what? God sets us free. We set the slaves free. But then all of a sudden we're like, oh, come back here. The devil begins to make room. We make room for the devil. It's like, gets us back again. The poison begins to be released into our lives. And this is the reason why people find it hard to forgive. They love being the victim. They turn into this victim mentality. Says, you know what, I'm the hurt one here, pastor. You know what, oh, you know, I'm, you know they did this to me. And so now there's this victim mentality. Everyone owes you something. Unwilling to forgive. Unwilling to be freed. And here they are thinking, oh, I've got them. I'm holding them now. But really, they're the ones behind the prison. You're the one that's being captive today. Jesus wants to set you free. Jesus wants to heal your life. But are you willing to let go? Are you willing to forgive? Let's consider thirdly, and I close, freedom in Christ. Because we need to understand, you know, we can't simply ignore people who have offended us. We must take responsibility. It's going to take humility. It's going to take a lot of grace. It's going to take a lot of time. But listen, it's possible. 
Luke chapter 4, the year of Jubilee, Jesus was introducing his ministry. He said, my ministry is the Jubilee ministry, which is this, in Jesus Christ. You can find forgiveness, and it's only in Jesus Christ that you can find the ability to forgive others. There's hope for us, church. There's hope for your life. There's hope for you in your marriage. There's hope for you in your relationship. It's only through Jesus Christ. You don't have to hold on to it. You can be free. Forgiveness removes the barriers where without forgiveness will remain. You'll find it easier to forgive when you consider how greatly you've been forgiven. Who are we to hold on to unforgiveness? When the one who died on the cross cried out, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Let it go. Forgive them. Ask God to help you through prayer. When you're praying, mention their name specifically. Father, forgive me as I forgive so and so. You got to make it real. You got to make it personal. You know what? Don't leave it on the bench just like that story, but say, you know what? I'm going to forgive. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to give it to God. You need to cultivate the grace of being merciful and compassionate. How do I forgive, Lord? Forgive from your heart, not just from your mouth. Forgive as Christ forgives freely, immediately and finally. Don't bring it up again. Jesus says in Matthew 18 verse 21, Jesus says in essence 70 times 7, which means, you know what, there's no limits when it comes to forgiveness. I want to tell you, when you begin to forgive, they set you free. God sets you free. I remember the time I'm, I'm growing up in my household. Mom and dad split up. I was uh, adopted by uh, my dad who's, uh, when I was around two, three years old. Australian man, love him to this very day. But growing up was kind of difficult because, uh, you know what, he had other children with my mom. And, uh, you know, I just, I'll be honest, I didn't feel that, that love. But looking back, you know what, uh, it was quite difficult for them to raise children. Very difficult to raise kids uh, in that uh, day and age. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm growing up, I'm thinking, man, you know what, uh, did, did certain things wrong. You know, I wasn't the, the, the nicest kid. But just growing up to the fact that, you know, I'm not feeling loved. Just growing up to the fact that, oh, you know what, just having this mindset, you know, he, he loves the others more than us. And I held this anger, this bitterness against him. The things that he's done to me and my brother, you know what? And I said, you know what? I got saved, became a Christian. And God was dealing with me about forgiveness. You know what? I'm not reading it. Oh, yeah, powerful forgiveness. God, yes, he forgave me. Thank you, Lord. But then to forgive someone else, was some, it was something, a whole new picture. It was God just dealing with my heart. I'm, I'm getting forgiven. God, you've forgiven me. And it brought me this reality. You know what? I can forgive others too. If Christ can forgive me, you know what, I'll forgive. And I remember my brother coming home and he says, you know what, I'm going to go and see dad. I said, yeah, I'm going to go see him too. So we both went. We sat down with him and through tears, you know. Dad, I just want to say I forgive you. Dad, I forgive you. I couldn't even get the words out. I couldn't even get get my sentences together. Dad, I forgive you. Jesus has forgiven us. I forgive you for what you've done. And I've, I've, I said it myself, I said, you know what, please forgive me for being a good son. Forgive me 
I tell you what, you know what? God set both of us free. God set the whole atmosphere. My brother was getting free. I was getting free because of the fact that we choose to let go and let God get involved. Close with a story that becomes so real to me. Uh, quite close friends of ours, um, they lost a son. This was going back uh, around Christmas time. And, uh, you know, here it is, the young boy and, uh, who's walking the streets looking at Christmas lights. And they come around the corner and all of a sudden a drunk driver loses control and hits the young boy. The young boy gets rushed to the hospital and unfortunately didn't make it. And it's, it's this point where, you know, pastors message us, hey guys, let's pray for this family. And uh, news articles were written about this. And so here it comes where they had this prayer meeting in church. And so they're in church, the, you know, this is the dad, he's in church. And all of a sudden, the, the person who hit the son comes into the service as well. And this guy, the dad, who's lost his son, begins to hug the man who ran his own son over. Forgiving. How is it that a man can forgive someone who killed his own son? And it was like a picture right there. God gave his only son to forgive us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I said that today because they, they belong, these, this family belongs in the Strathpine congregation, good friends of ours. And seeing them process life, seeing them process the loss of their own son, it's difficult, very hard. I mean, we can get behind a pulpit, forgive, forgive, forgive. But when it comes to forgiving, it's so hard, it's so difficult. But we must choose to remember, God, you forgave me. I'll forgive others. Let's remain at that position to say, you know what, God, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be able to. And through life, we're able to have a new perspective now to see, you know what, I don't have a grudge to anyone. You know what? I'm going to release you. Sister, you don't have anything. I'm not holding any. Brother, I'm not holding any. You know what? Because God has forgiven me. So let's have that today. Let's say, you know what, God? You've forgiven me. I'm going to forgive others. Let's bow our heads today in a word of prayer. Let them go this morning. Let them go.